Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Fantasy Book Club. This evening, we will be discussing Clockwork Dagger by Beth... Hmm, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Cato. I thought it was a very, very good book. It was... I guess I would call it... Well, Lana recommended it, but I tend to sort of label it in my head as a Lana book, because it was lots and lots and lots and lots of action, which made for a good story, because the plot kept twisting and turning, and the characters were well-developed, and I came to care about them quite quickly, which was nice, and it was short, which was also kind of nice, but it could have been, you know, longer, and I probably still would have liked it. So, I liked it very much. What are other people's thoughts? Well, unfortunately, with everything going on in my life, and restarting of students, and just getting everything all organized for the new academic year, I am afraid I fell down on my responsibilities and I didn't finish the book. I'm, oh, I don't know, however much through. Um, and I kind of like it. It's it's not bad. And I, um, I yeah, I, I kind of like it. It's... Let me put it this way. It's not the best book I've ever read. It's not the worst book I've ever read. But it's okay. I like it. Well, I, of course, like it or I wouldn't have recommended it. I liked it a lot better on Talking Book than I did on Bookshare. Um, it did seem to go on a little long. After a while, you kind of like, well, let's resolve something. Let's just stop trying to kill her and, and get on with the story. But but she did. Um from a writer's point of view, I, I love the way the world was described, the way it came to life in that first scene. You 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 recognized you weren't in a medieval setting, you weren't in a an ultra modern setting, you weren't in one of these um, uh, paranormal worlds where it's today's world, but all sorts of unusual creatures exist in it. Uh, when they started talking about steam cabriolets and and all these other things, and they were going on the dirigible, you know, it was just kind of like. And it also reminded me of those old European train murder mystery movies, you know, Murder on the Calais Coach or the Orient Express or whatever it was, which I think they just updated it when they remade the movie. But the way they did the 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 way they did it, like a train murder. Uh, a tra- it was it was just kind of like, oh, wow, you know, we went back to the 30s. And, um, and also, in the very beginning, she starts by defying all of the instructions which her revered teacher, who turned out to be uh, kind of a traitor, had told her to do. So you got so much in that first chapter. It was just kind of like, the first five pages, I thought it was first 50 pages, and I apologize for that. Uh, the first five pages uh, really got your attention. Well, I hate to say it, but I really didn't like it. I didn't particularly like the narrator, although I don't know why. And the, f- the book didn't seem to have a focus. You know, first it was a romance, then it was a mystery, then it was suspense. Um, and maybe there's a little bit of the engineer in me saying that you can't do that with steam. Um, so I didn't particularly enjoy it. Well, I'm sort of in the middle on this one. Um, 
there were things about it I liked a lot. I thought that the setting was fabulous, and I liked several of the characters. I really liked the main character a lot, and I liked the clockwork dagger guy, the nice clockwork dagger guy. But I kind of felt like it had a very um, poor plot. Um, and it was just, you know, I was just really kind of tired. I was like, okay, either kill her or figure out what's going on and do something because there's not really much really happening in the book other than her trying to keep from getting killed. And I got a little tired of her indecisiveness, you know. Should I do this? Or at least I thought it was indecisiveness. Um, I think that's the main problem. I couldn't connect with any of the characters. I have to connect with characters or I cannot, you know, stay interested in a book. I thought she was pretty decisive because she, uh, she saved the puppy and she saved the gremlin. And uh, she insisted on going back with him to help him find his leg. Uh, I, I don't get the indecisive there. Uh, she didn't have any reason yet to break with her mentor uh, until, you know, when she found out she didn't have the uh, the money. Uh, she still, you know, you don't want to break with somebody who's been your faux mother for all those years. I mean, not really a mother, but you know what I mean. You're your mentor for all those years. You don't want to just automatically break with her and your instructions, and she's trying to do what she had been sent to do, and then when she found out she had to be taken prisoner, she sort of didn't have a choice. I mean, what, not with Dagger. I, I, didn't, I don't see the indecisive. Help me out there. Well, I don't know that I can. It just seemed to me like she was wobbling a lot about things. Um... Maybe she was always having an, an internal debate. It's just that's just my feeling. As I said, I couldn't connect with her. I guess I like, you know, I get. Again, I'm using the word decisive, but she just didn't seem decisive enough to me. She spent an awful lot of time about worrying about what she was going to do rather than just doing it. Um, she almost when she would click into this healer mode that she had. And do something like heal the heal the dog, heal the um, heal the you know all these different people and stuff like that. And she was in those moments, she was very decisive, like um, Lana pointed out. But the rest of the time, she was just a tentative person all the time. She was always questioning herself, always, and that can get so old in a book. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons that I never did really like the Thomas Covenant books because he just drove me absolutely crazy with all of the second guessing he did about himself. She wasn't as bad as that, but it was still, I, yeah, I think it might have been just a little bit on the annoying side. That's a better description of what it was um, that I'm using to call indecisive. Tentative would be a better word. Let's see now. She's had her family destroyed. She spent her life in this special community. Uh, she's who? But, you know, it's not like she's grown up in, and gone to high school and to college and, and taken her trip to Europe. And I mean, come on, folks. I didn't quite catch everything you had to say there. And, and you have a point, but it was, you know, she, I thought she was pretty tentative. It didn't bother me as much as I think it must have bothered Marshall. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it 
um, I can see how that could be um, annoying to some people. I didn't see the tentativeness part, but I don't know. She didn't seem tentative to me, but um, that was kind of interesting when who was that guy at the end? Mr. Drury. The lady refused to heal Mr. Drury, and I guess the stuff that happened at the end, I guess, well, there's a sequel, Clockwork Crown, I guess the next book. Um, I guess her faith is called into question a bit because, you know, the lady isn't as benevolent as she first seemed at the beginning and throughout most of the book, and wonderful find out why that little boy came back to life and then brought the message and then died right after. That was sad. It's kind of interesting that um, I think there was some foreshadowing going on there. Julia, I may have just stepped over you, and if I did, I apologize. No, you didn't. I was done. Well, the business of the boy kind of um, solves itself. I mean, it, it creates a riddle. Why would she do that? But then we find out with the branch and the leaves, that was how the message got conveyed to her. Uh, she'll begin to lo- learn that maybe the lady uses people more than she realized, just as um, disillusioned with Mrs. Percival, or Miss Percival, she might become disillusioned with the lady as time goes on, because things aren't quite as she thought they were. Um, As far as the blending of the genres, I had no problem with that. I loved a fantasy and a murder mystery and and suspense, all of that in one. I I thought it was wonderful that they could bring all that, that, the writer could bring all that together. I kind of enjoy that kind of blending too you know um in science fiction there's um well isaac asimov is really famous for some of his murder mysteries set in the future that are really fun but you see that kind of thing over and over again in other places too and i just can't think what they are right now and they're usually enjoyable to me i love asimov's mysteries they are so good you know his black widower mysteries and they are wonderful. I I just have to like them very well, and I haven't been able to find um, a collection. I should probably look for one, because um, I'd really like to have it. Of all of his Black Widower stories, they're they're wonderful. They're just wonderful, and that the characters are so great, and and the the premise is so wonderful because. Um, you know they they the characters all gather you know around the the dining table in the in the restaurant and the first question they ask their guest is justify your existence <laughs> i love it i just love it i haven't read any of those i need to find them because i've heard of them before i i was thinking mainly of the of the art annual robot or art annual all of our books. Let's see, I think one of them's like, um, well, I can't remember the name. The Naked Sun is one of them. Yeah, I wish I could find them too. You know, everybody brags about how good a science fiction author, and Bart has all of his, I, well, I don't know if it has all of them, but it has a lot of them. But nobody has the, the mysteries that he wrote, at least as far as I know. I haven't tried any of the Kindle or Nook things. Um have you tried on Bookshare? Now, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying it's there, but have you tried? I haven't, but that's a good idea. 
be a lot cheaper than Kindle. Well, I'm not very happy with Amazon. I'm not even sure that the Kindle app is still accessible on the iPhone. Um, or on the iPad. I know it's not on the Mac. Oh, really? Uh, is that with the newest update? Because, uh, of course, I haven't used it very much, but I found it fairly decent. Is there something I don't know? No, I tried it once and had trouble and kind of gave up on it. There are so many programs out there I need to learn that if something doesn't work fairly good, well out of the box, I give up. Oh, I'm the prize winner on giving up, especially when it has to do with the iPhone. And I, I wonder what... I wonder what you have that I'm puzzled because, I mean, I would have a problem if I had to do a lot of skipping around or tried to book, but for just a straight read-through, it, it seemed to work fairly well to me. I, I'm disappointed that I can't use the different voices with it that I could with Voice Dream Reader, but um, it seemed to be fairly readable. I, I'm, I'm missing something there. As I remember, I ordered the sample and then could never figure out how to get the rest of the book. And at that point, I gave up. But this is kind of off topic. But I will try um, Bookshare. And I may try Kindle again once iOS 9 stabilizes. Well, I don't guess I don't have to wait for iOS 9 to stabilize. One thing, and then we'll get off this. You don't buy through the Kindle app. That's why I got hung up one time. You have to go into the store. Um, I don't remember how you did it, but you don't do it through the Kindle app. You go into the uh, into the uh, Apple store and go from there. And I don't remember what links you go through to find the book you wanted or where the search is. But you 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 don't you can get the the sample through the app, but you can't buy the book through the app. That might be your problem. Just like Audible, you can't. You can't really buy a book through the Audible app. You just download stuff into your library that way. The other thing I didn't like, and I don't know if this is true or not, that Amazon can decide that, oh, we don't want you to have this book anymore, so you lose the right to read it after you've paid your money. See, that's why I like Audible and other books that allow, and other non-iPhone products that allow me to download stuff onto it. Because once I get a book on a car, no reaction? Uh, I think you broke up. Oh, well, that happens. I said that I, um, that's what I like about Audible and Bookshare because you can download a book and put it on an SD card or a drive or something that isn't tied. It doesn't exist tomorrow. I'd have the book. As long as the worked, I could play them. Right. Yeah, that is really cool. Wow, I'm racking my brains, and I can't seem to come up with any other comments about this book. I don't know. Does anybody else have any thoughts? Well, I don't have any thoughts about the book, except I will comment that I just purchased a two terabit um, hard drive, and I am totally amazed at how small the thing is. I mean, this thing is—if um, I put the the edge of my palm against it, you know, on the one edge, um, it only goes up to like the first joints of my fingers and then the the 
the width is about four fingers wide. And, I mean, it's so tiny. I can't believe it. And it has two terabits of space. And it's just, I'm, I'm just blown away by this little hard drive. It's amazing. And um, where where did you get it? And and is it a brand? Did you have any trouble with any onboard programming? Get it out of the. Okay. Um, well, since Lana has left the room, I guess I better not answer her question, except to say that no, I didn't have any trouble. Um, there is stuff on the drive, um, but it uh, it didn't. It didn't interfere with what I needed to do. It just is there. Um, there's a warranty thing, and there's a, a thing. I think it's, I don't know what it's for, uh, whether it's for backing up stuff or what, but I haven't run it. So I don't know what it is, but it seems to be working. I have been copying the, the folders and so forth for, of all my books from the X, the XP computer onto this little drive and it's working well and um, when I get done I will have a whole library of stuff and they now have 5 terabytes that are about the same form factor I think things are getting so tiny these days yeah and then you have to be real careful not to put them in a safe place yeah cause then you won't be able to find them they'll be too safe that's what safe places are for one time, this has been years ago, but I remember hearing about NASA having a computer with two terabytes of data space. So, and you're in big company. Yeah, I know. I mean, that you know, having two terabytes of space is like, um, you know, the kind of thing that the Library of Congress should have or, or somebody like that. And, and it's just little old me. And, you know, when I think... That um, and I know this is all off topic. Um, when I think that my first hard drive and my very first computer was a ten megabyte hard drive, <laughs> I just laugh and laugh. I can't help it. It's just it's very funny. So, um, does anybody have any more comments on the Clockwork Dagger? Well, not on the. I don't have any cockwits on the dagger, but the first computer I ever worked with, the removable disks, uh, had I think it was 2.6 megabytes, and they were 14 inches in diameter with a plastic shell, and they weighed about three or four pounds each, um, and. I'd like to see the NSA office we have here in Utah now because they have exobytes there, which I think is 10 to the 15th or something like that. Is that that place where they're storing all our personal information that we aren't supposed to know they have on us, that center? It's one of them. I think they have several scattered across the country. Oh, well, I guess there's nothing private anymore anywhere so um well my life is pretty dull so (laughs) i don't have anything that anybody'd be interested in um 
you know, I tutor my students, I read my books, I go to oratorio, I mean, whoop-de-doo, uh, I'm hardly in in line for being scanned, so if they got all my information, they got all my information, and, you know, <laughs> I guess there's nothing to hide. I know exactly what you mean. It's like if, if they got all my information, I'm afraid it would be pretty boring. Well, I suppose we should start discussing next month's book. Well, I think we have to come up with more comments next time or something. Um, I was looking through various fantasy books, and I'm sort of having a bit of a fantasy crisis. I'm sick of royalty. I'm sick of war. I'm kind of a bit sick of other worlds, although not permanently. So I tried to find something that, you know, had some sort of other world element to it, because I didn't want you know, urban fantasy with vampires and stuff because I don't like that and I don't think very many people here like that. So I found one called A Great and Terrible Beauty by Libba Bray. It's on Bookshare and for some weird reason I couldn't get on Bard so I don't know if it's on Bard or not but I think it might be young adult. Um, six, she's 16 and she... Um, oh shoot, I can't even remember her name. Oh yeah, Gemma or Gemma? Um, she's 16 and she has an uneventful life in India until she sees a vision of her mother's death which turns out to be true and then she goes to England in a boarding school and stuff and I think in the end um, towards the end the people go to the she's the sort of the link between there's these other worlds where she's getting these visions from but I don't know if that's enough of a fantasy element for everybody they go to the other worlds, I think, towards the end, but I don't know when they do that and how much of it is set in, you know, our world. Well, as soon as you're going to other worlds, you're you're in fantasy. I mean, I don't think there's a question of how much fantasy. I know different fantasy or different kinds of fantasy, but student, unless you get in a rocket ship and go there, which would make it science fiction, uh, I don't see how other worlds would, would not be, or anything psychic is is a form of fantasy. Although there are those who say it isn't, but that's still up in the air. Um, I mean, you know, that it isn't fantasy to have anything psychic. But uh, any of that is is not science as we think of it as science. Problem with that part, as long as there's a good story there. Anybody there? Yeah, we're here. Um, I don't mind. Um, uh, speaking of India... What was that fantasy book about the um, the place for the children that had the special the special gifts and all that? Oh God! Uh, oh, I don't remember. Um, oh well, and I don't, and I, you know, I didn't keep it, so I can't go look it up. Um, but there was a whole series of books on that. Um, I'm just trying to think. I can't. I can't think of anything. Um, Have we done any um, uh, Lloyd Alexander at all? I don't remember if we have. 
Um, I just finished the, what is it, the third book in the Kristen Britton series, Black Veil, which is very good. But it's the third in the series, so I don't suppose anybody wants to read that. Um, and that's about all I have. Um, as I say, it's it's been a kind of a um, busy time here with rescheduling and all sorts of stuff with the academic year starting, so... Um, I think things are calming down. Um, by the end of this week, I think things will have calmed down to a low roar. Yeah, I think we read, what was it, Green Rider or something? The first one in that series a while back. Yes, we did. We read Green Rider, and then there's a second book, and this is there were two or three other books. And, and when I got the trouble trapped place, so I may have to go ahead and read Black Veil sometime, but I don't think we should call it... I don't think we should do anything other than first books in series in the group in case somebody hasn't read others of the series. By the way, um, for those who care, um, the sort of truth, this last bunch of books is so grim and so depressing. Uh, apparently there is a final book who are interested. I haven't read um, Severed Ding and one of this. But since I know there's another book coming, uh, maybe I can nerve myself to read um, this book in the hopes that the next book will come out or maybe I'll wait for the next book to come out and find out how it, how it ends and then know whether or not I should read this one yeah I think you should have just left it at the original ending I read oh, what was that first one called bad omens good omens it was just terrible absolutely terrible so I gave up in disgust but that's another story you mean the omen machine or whatever? I read that and I got tired of the whole thing. And so I, I haven't read any any more of his, but I like the early stuff. That was good. Um but this this late stuff where he's trying to make more books and you know, enough is enough already. So that's kinda of where my mind is going, but you know, you know me, I I'm sort of uh, a loner as far as stuff like that goes. But anyway, um, so do we want to read A Great and Terrible Beauty or whatever? Um, That's fine. I don't mind. Um, Just send us the URL so we can find it. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a plan. I think that'll work just fine. Even if it's just on um, Bookshare, that'll be okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, you know, I can I can uh, download it from Bookshare and um, run it through Curzy or something. Run it through something because I can't stand the, the voice on the stream. So... I'll run it through something anyway. All right. Um, well, send us the blurb so we know the exact title and, and um, the URL and whatever. Um, otherwise than that, our next meeting is on the fourth Tuesday. Uh, let's see. The first is a Thursday, which would make the Saturday the third. 
and Monday the 5th. Okay, the 6th, the 13th, the 20th, and the 27th. That would make it the 27th, right? Yep. Sounds good to me. Oh. Hmm. I haven't seen the rehearsal schedule for oratorio, but I may have a dress rehearsal on the Tuesday because our performance is Friday. And it's been our usual practice to have a rehearsal on the Tuesday. Um, so, uh, if I can't come, I'm sorry. Um, I'll check my calendar, but I think, I think I've got a rehearsal that evening. So, you may have to get somebody else to record. It really isn't that hard, folks. It's not arcane. So, um... Somebody check with me, and and uh, I will enlighten them. I'm pretty sure I can do it. I've done it once before, and I seem to have a relatively stable Internet connection. Sounds like a plan. Good. All right. Well, remind me, and I'll, you know. Well, actually, it's just Alt-R, and you type in the name of the recording that you want to make, and you hit Enter, and boom. You know, it starts recording, and then you hit Alt-R again, and it stops. I mean, it's it's not rocket science. Yeah, I remember. It isn't that bad. But I do have a question. If the government shuts down, does BART keep running, or do we just not get books from them anymore? Oh, no, not you too. Well, you know, I sent this crazy note to the BART list because, you know, everybody was talking about the government shutdown, and... And this evening, Bard seems to be down, so I said, you know, I titled it Jinxed. And I said, now, why did you, why did you, why did you all, you know, talk about this um, so much? Now you've jinxed Bard, jinxed Bard and, and it's down again. <laughs> so, I don't know if Bard will keep running. I have no idea. Maybe it'll keep running in a building all by itself with no human attendance. And it will just keep running. And, um, you know, in the, in the, the dark of night, you can see the, the lights on the, on the panels going blink, 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 blink as people download from BARD. I don't know. I think if they're going to shut it down, they ought to shut everything down. You know, mail, Social Security payments, Medicare payments. Put some pressure on those people in Congress. Solve their problems or just even better, ignore the problem that they're trying to come up with a fix for. They're not going to shut anything down. Nobody has enough guts to stand up for what they believe in uh, because it would be too politically unpopular to shut the government down. They're not going to shut it down. Well, I'm going to stop the recording. I don't think we need a political discussion to uh to deliver to accessible world so I'm stopping the recording okay